Well, hey, hey guys. This is going to be a very disjointed episode, isn't it? Because we can't tell based on our faces whether or not we're saying the right I thing. I think at it's the right fine. Time. I think it's fine. That's okay. It just describes how we're doing right now. Um, for everybody listening to this incredible podcast. Um, Incredible. We are currently not together. Arden is in LA and I am in London. So we are doing this over the internet, which is a crazy breakthrough in technology. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if there's a delay, there shouldn't be a delay. Hopefully we like work out the kinks of it. But um, (laughs) if there is a delay, that's that's why. Yes, indubitably. Um, So, Squilliam, what have you been up to in the last week? What have I been doing? Um, Hmm? Well, me and Arden went to Florida and hung out with Arden's family for uh, a week, which was a really long trip, actually, for only like six days, five days, was it? (laughs) For a second, I thought you were saying that it was the trip that we went on was long. You mean the travel to get to the trip. The trip to the trip was long. Oh, did I say the trip was long? Yeah, I was uh, like, I don't feel like it was long yeah, at sorry. all. Yeah, my, sorry, my brain's not working. Yeah, the, <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah, the it was a long way to travel for a very short trip. It was only like five or six days. Um, We've used up our carbon allotment for the next like five yeah. years in the last like two months. So yeah. it's time for us to stay need somewhere to not, for a while. Need to not fly anywhere for a while. Um, yep, pretty much, pretty much. But but Florida was lovely. Was Florida it was great. I loved it. Um, my family is a delight, and it, you've fully <laughs> been. Uh, integrated into the well, it's been five years, so you've been integrated for a while. Yeah, I would hope so. No, definitely. But I feel like now you fully understand the uh, the happiness my family derives from just taking the piss out of each other and trying to make each other laugh as much as possible. Yeah. In all situations. Yeah. Um, which I love. What a lovely way to cope with life. I know. Just to make a joke about everything. Am yeah. I right? Yeah, you're right. What's wrong with that? I hear you. Um, yeah, so we had a lovely time, and then you headed back to London town. I did. Which I was, at the time, not very jealous of, because I was like, I don't really want to get on a nine-hour flight right now. Um, but now I might have to get on a nine-hour flight this week. So. I really don't like flying. I mean, obviously, like... It, that's Back a very environment. Yeah. No, well, I was going to say it's a very privileged thing to say. Like, I don't like flying. Yeah. I fly so much. But, like, um, <laughs> it, flying, like, it's obviously it's amazing to travel. But, like, yeah, flying is, like, just so blur. Like, it's tis exhausting. Like, the first couple of times, I remember when I was a kid, the, the thought of getting on a plane was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have like a snack. And like, I hear they bring you like dinner if it's late enough. Like, what you get fed on a flight? What a fucking concept. What a cool, dope thing to do. Yeah. Um, and then I started flying so much because of, um, I live in California. My whole family's in Arkansas. So I would fly home all the time. And I was like, this is a schlep. This sucks. And it's a yeah. Show. I mean, it, <laughs> I don't it, like it. I just feel like things take so long on flights. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even about like the duration of the flight. Like if it's like, I'm on the plane, I'm like, okay, I've got seven hours. Then like, I'm like, yeah. okay, that's fine. Seven hours is fine. Like I can watch a few films, go on the internet now. Like there's so much you can do, but it's the stuff yeah. before and after that really annoys me. Like, Oh yeah, once you're on the plane and you've secured your seat okay. and everything's like hunky dory, no, that's that all fine. But it's part. like the hour of Airports. you being on the runway of like yeah. you like 
doing all the flight safety stuff, obviously, like, yep. that's important. But, like, it it all amounts to so much time by the end of it that, like, yeah. it must be, like, an extra, like, three or four hours onto your journey from all, like, <laughs> from you boarding it, you sitting down. Like, it takes a while. It does. That was just the thing that I learned when I was coming back again. I was just like, gosh, mm. like, I wish I could just get on the plane and I can just go. I know. But it well, doesn't. Okay, so... Here's my question then, because I, like obviously I was in Heathrow like three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Damn, damn. That wasn't that long ago. Um, I was there like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Um, and there weren't that many people wearing face masks. Let's talk about Corona for a second. Not for a long amount of time, because I don't want to talk about it for a long well, amount Well, we're also time. touching on it later on in the podcast. So I know, but I just want to ask. When you were in Heathrow this time, like when you were coming back, did you see loads of people in masks no, or was everyone no. still chilling? Uh, like, okay, so what's the whole deal then? Why are people so panicked? Like in the U.S., I had someone sitting next to me who literally brought like a task force bag with them, yeah. like an emergency rations. Like they had uh, a whole thing of Lysol wipes, like the cylinder container of Lysol wipes, you know, like the big top that you would use in your kitchen or your bathroom. Mm-hmm. They had one of those and they were going over their entire seat. Like even like the cracks in between where like <laughs> nothing goes except for crumbs. I mean, like they, he, they were looking for every little hidden bit of Corona that had, they were, they were trying to nail all of the Corona. I mean, it was like impressive though. Uh, it was a pretty impressive amount of cleaning. Andy had a heavy duty mask on. Andy wore a ball cap. Andy was bald. So it was like, it was like a mix of things. I mean, the thing, the thing is, yeah. yeah, when I was traveling, I must have seen like two or three people with people aren't taking it that masks. seriously. I don't really get it because it seems like this thing that I'm seeing constantly, so much of. like constantly. And there's stuff like I was just telling Will yesterday. I had a whole bunch of work stuff that I was supposed to do or like engagements that I was supposed to go to this week, like meetings I was supposed to go to this week. And anyone that was flying in from out of town canceled. Like I had two or three people from New York that I was going to either see or go see because I was going to an event or whatever. And they all canceled. Like none of them are traveling. Yeah. And it's weird because when I was in the airport literally two days ago, no one seemed that urgent other than what I saw on the news. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it's just like, um, I mean, obviously like the news and like the media and stuff love to blow things out of proportion, but definitely, it's definitely so relevant. I mean, I, yeah, maybe, maybe it will be worse now. Maybe over like the next couple of weeks, everybody will have a face mask. I mean, here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not hoping for it, but it is just, it's interesting. Like I even just talking about, um, how in January, when the the city, the original city that had like patient zero in it or whatever in mm-hmm. China, 60 million people were prevented from being able to travel. 60 million people, 60 million, yeah. 60 million people. That's like the whole population of the UK. That's the whole population of Italy. Like yeah. those people were not allowed to leave. And I didn't really think about it that much because obviously it's not close to me and I'm privileged enough to not have to think about that. But then they started talking about travel bans in the US and in Italy and like all these other places. And I'm like, I don't know if any of us like how do you how do you go about taking away people's ability to travel? I don't we're know. So, I th- we're so obsessed with freedom and being able to do whatever we want. I don't want, know. I mean, it's, it's just like, it's such a hard uh, thing. Isn't yeah. It? But I mean, eventually it will get to the point where like there, there needs to be like some shutdowns. Quarantine. Yeah. There like needs things, to be. There's a yeah. reason why they're doing it. 
I yeah. mean, it's, it's just, just crazy though. Like I, I know, like, sorry, I keep talking over you, but I know that it's something that's going to be a big deal. Like I know that, and I know that it's scary and like very infectious, but it is also interesting. People keep saying the statistic about how the flu kills more people every year and yada, yada, yada. And I completely agree with that. It's just interesting that this has been such a big thing. Like this is worse to me. This feels worse than swine flu. Yeah. Then like, you know what I mean? Like we've it definitely been through, feels worse than, than swine flu. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. People didn't even think about not going to the airport for swine flu. No, I just remember there was like a lot of like outrage about it, but not nothing like crazy happened from what I can remember. No. I mean, I might be wrong. They might've done something similar, but I, I don't remember it being as big of a deal. I mean, they yeah, keep canceling events. They canceled South by Southwest. Which no, is like a saying. huge event. I know. And well, they were even talking about, they were like, I just saw murmurs. I, I heard whispers, if you will, that they were going to cancel Coachella because of it. Well, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. In fact, we were talking about going to Coachella, but now I think I about it, I'm like, Coachella, you're well, like Coachella. Okay. Well, Coachella. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, we were talking about going to Coachella and, um, <laughs> I now I like I, I I don't think I don't know I don't think we should. Do you not think it's going to happen? No, I don't. Th- I'm just a bit worried about like being in a crowd for like you know, tens of thousands of people from all around the world. That sounds like a terrible idea right now. I know, but but wait, is Coachella in April? It's in a month, right? Yeah, apparently it's going to get worse. So by April, it's going to be like an epidemic. I don't want to be going around like drunk, like in the middle of like thousands of people where everyone's got the corona <laughs> and i'm in palm doing... springs trying to live my best life watching just, frank yeah yep yep i don't want to i don't I want mean, to listen just don't do whippets in the parking lot like you usually do <laughs> and then you'll be okay because it's a respiratory thing the so question is okay. question is is frank mm-hmm. ocean worth the corona oh thousand percent <laughs> here's the thing i will survive the corona I will. I will be fine. And and will I survive the thought that I missed out on Frank Ocean because I was too afraid? No, I won't survive that. (laughs) So I have more. You know what I mean? My fatality is. Yeah, yeah. It's a given if I don't go see Frank. But if I get the Corona, I have a chance to survive. Okay. Well, fair enough. Um, So going on from the Corona, we can move on to our first segment actually because it is relevant to the Corona, and I think we should get out of the way so we can perhaps talk about something a little bit lighter, but it is really interesting. Yeah, and then I've got, oh, yeah, you stay tuned because we're going to talk about Corona for like a split second longer. And then I've got a whole article about handicapped animals in costumes. We're going to get into that. Don't you worry. <laughs> okay. So our first segment is I Want to Believe. I Want to Believe. I did like a cowboy Western noise. That was weird. Yeah. Um, you did like the wow. Oh, that's my beautiful. voice broke a little bit. Um, oh, babe, that's beautiful. Sarah, name me one more time. Okay, so this is... Okay. Oh, you're not going to give it... No, I'm not. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Rude. Okay. Um, so <laughs> this is relevant and I think interesting because we keep seeing the coronavirus pop up on all the news the websites. The corona, the corona, the corona. Corona you know this, corona that. Like, you know what, with all this corona talk, I just want to crack open a fresh corona and but sit back. Am I right? We don't know where the corona came from. Yeah. And um, it's relevant to this segment because there are a lot of interesting conspiracy theories that have come about, which actually- About where it came from? About where it came from, yeah, which actually sound like kind of- 
like kind of promising. Like it feels like it could be true. These conspiracy theories. The major one is that um, I think this is like I don't know if this bit's a conspiracy theory, but supposedly the coronavirus came from uh, animals, and specifically it came from bats. And also, apparently, it came from. Um, I want to make sure I get this word right because I feel like I'm going to mess it up. Pangolins, which are I think that's right uh, creatures. Apparently, they're often used in traditional Chinese medicine. They're like these really cute, almost like anteater things, but they have loads of scales on them. They're and, like an anteater and an armadillo had a baby, and they're endangered, and they are not supposed to be traded. Yeah. but naturally, they're used for ancient Chinese medicine. I'm I'm doing air <clears throat> quotes right now for that because. Yeah. That's bullshit. So, You're just killing an animal to grind up its bones or whatever. Anyways. Yeah. So continue. <laughs> the poor pangolins are endangered. And I think yeah. actually, um, I think the theory is like um, bats, the, the like pathogen came from bats and then bats would have given it to pangolins and pangolins would have given it to humans, supposedly. Right. But yeah. the big thing is apparently is like, I've seen this kind of go around a few times now. Um, people suspect that actually the virus before it came, before it got to a bat, uh, came from a lab. So potentially a bat was in a lab and was being experimented on. And then that lab, that, that bat escaped. And then that's how it spread. So people, so people think which- that the, the coronavirus potentially, I use air quotes again, uh, came from a lab in China where they were testing on animals. Interesting. What article are you referencing from this? So this is on nature.com and I've seen this kind of all around uh, all around the internet, really. It's like just a theory. I think they're still trying to prove where it came from because it can be kind of difficult mm. to work out like the timeline of events to, that led yeah. to humans getting it. Um, mm. But yeah, there's this big theory that perhaps it came from a Chinese lab and they don't want to talk about it. China don't want to acknowledge it, that it was like a virus they were working on. They were developing mysterious, but it does sound. Also, it does sound like it could be plausible. It plausible, yeah. Especially if it's something that like we don't have a cure for right now. It would make sense that it's something that you were trying to figure out in a lab. Yeah, kind of got because it's out. like it's either that or it, yeah, like I said, it came from like a bat or another type of yeah animal. I think the problem is is that in from just from what I've talked to my brother in law about who is a doctor and well, he's a resident right now, but he's training to be a doctor. Very cool. Um, and just what like this article in particular says is that there is a lot of, um, sales and smuggling of animals that are forbidden, like pangolins, Mm -hmm. um, out of like certain places in Southeast Asia and African countries. Apparently this is what this article on nature.com is saying. And if, if, there was to be an infected animal that was already an illegal uh, import. They're not going to really have information on. Yeah, where that's that true. They're not going. They're, they're not going to announce that, are they? No, they're not going to be like, oh yeah, it was a smuggled pangolin that's being used for like Chinese medicine. Yeah, sorry, they're not. Gonna- <laughs> so I say, I think I guess regardless of whether it was from a lab or if it was just from an animal, it's yeah, it's it's both like both conspiracy just because. The government, I guess, in China would probably try and hide that, wouldn't they? Yeah. Have you seen how cute pangolins are, by the way? Yeah, I was just looking at pictures of them. They're really cute. If you need to, if you need to remember that, um, you know, the world is going to move on. Let's just remember that pangolins are still extinct, or not extinct. They're um, 
endangered and they're beautiful and wonderful. And yes, they might carry the horrifying coronavirus, <laughs> but don't we almost deserve it for killing animals like pangolins? They're what? so precious. That's like. That's Mother Nature fighting back, y'all. That's <laughs> like, what was that movie that um, Mark Wahlberg was in? And it was like the plants were making everybody kill themselves. Oh, is that the Stephen King one? That was no. really terrible. Oh, no, it was the M. Night Shyamalan one. I think oh, it was called oh, The Happening. that's what it was. The Happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was, was like everyone plants. was killing themselves in really gruesome ways. And at the end, it was like, yeah. it's the plants that did it. It's, it's the like, plants oh. that did it, yo. Yeah. That wasn't the twist I, I was saw expecting. That one. Was that the end? Was that the beginning of the end of people trusting M. Night Shyamalan to make good movies? Uh, was, that, was that when it happened? Potentially, because I think before then was The Village, and I really liked The Village. I loved The Village. The Village was great. And yeah. then when did Lady in the Water come out? I, d- I don't know. Did he do that film? Yeah, he did Lady in the Water. Yeah. Is that, I don't think I've seen that. Is that an older film? When did that come out? I- it had, um, oh, I want to say Steve Buscemi, but it's not Steve Buscemi. Um, it had uh, people in it. It was about a woman. 2006. Who- yeah, and she like shows up to uh like an apartment and there's one guy who works out all the one side of his body and doesn't work out the other side of his body and she keeps saying that she needs to like go back to her world or whatever and then there's like this evil like wolf thing that wants to get her that can only live in the grass. Right. Do you remember any of this? No, this sounds this sounds very <laughs> M Night Shyamalan. There was a lot of like everything's meant to be sort of rhetoric kind of like the village, but done in a bit more of an I, obvious I, I, way. I, like I didn't the, hate it though. No, I mean, like, well, what score would you give it out of ten? Lady in the Water. Yeah, I saw it when I was a kid. I'm so looking at the Rotten Tomatoes like, score right now. Oh no, I probably, I think at the time I liked it, but I just didn't. I mean, I didn't watch movies very often, so I would, I would assume that I. I mean, if I watched it now, I'd probably give it like a six. <laughs> 25% Rotten Tomatoes. You, 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 you. Also, it looks like it was a box office disaster because the budget was $75 million and it only made $72 million. Like it didn't even cover its budget. So yeah, that might have been the end for M. Night. That oh, might have then, been the end. And then the one that we don't want to talk about, but sometimes we just got to bring it up. Last Airbender. <sighs> so that, would you that's want the, to, um, the coffin. Would you want to rewatch that at some point? Because I only watched watch it what? once, the the last Airbender, the film, the M Night Shyamalan film. Yeah, I will never watch that movie. No, I've only ever. I've never seen it, and I will never. Oh, watch you've it. never seen it. We have no, to I watch can't. it. I can't. It's against my ethos. I can't watch that movie. No, but don't you need? It, to, it don't bastardizes you everything I love. No, why? that movie does not exist. That movie does not exist in my zeitgeist. It's not here. I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. I'm going to watch it again and, and come on. I don't even know that. What even is that? Uh, I only know the series. I don't know anything else. Uh, there is no war in bossing say. Thank uh, you. Whoa. Listen, I'm just saying we give it a watch. I watched it the first time in cinemas, actually. And I came out. Why did you watch <clears> that? I actually don't know. And you know, it was funny before I saw the film. No. No, I hadn't seen the show before the film because we watched no, because the show for the first time together. Yeah. yeah, so I I was going into the film thinking like this was original material. Oh, Will. I was like, this is it. Oh, Will. I can't believe, I've never, I've And you know, never... I think I did. You know, I think I did when I was a kid. 
Then I went on Google and I went, is there going to be a sequel? Question mark. Because I really liked it. You're lying. No, I think I did. Don't lie to me. (laughs) You did not like it. No, I think, I think, I think I like, I think I thought something of it. You wanted to know what was going to happen next. Yeah, I did. Well, but I listen, gotta a, I got to Listen, no, 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 no. I got to take a break. I got to take a break and just like think some things through for a second. This is a little too much for me. Listen, I've now watched the show. The yeah. show is. We don't even need to. We don't even need to go You're, into it. You know what? With what you just told me, you are lucky that I even let you watch the show. That 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 I let you enter into the beauty that is the Avatar. It's funny though. I don't really. I just don't really remember the film now. I'm curious to know like. I'm more curious to know just why why it was so bad. Like, what what did they oh, do that was? They like- did everything wrong. I mean, I could tell you a few of the things, and I didn't even watch the movie. This is just this is me on Reddit being like, how could someone do this to our beautiful, wonderful IP? Um, the the Firebenders couldn't create fire out of nothing. They had to have giant like cisterns full of fire to be able to use fire oh so they had to pull it from natural sources they couldn't just make fire that's weird weird that's the whole point of being a firebender don't know why they chose to do that not sure none of the movements that they did for any of the martial arts coincided with moves so like if they did like a Mm -hmm. like swirling Mm -hmm. the air a rock would appear like, it's like they didn't ever match up the movements to uh, the bending. And the bending in general was just super weak. From the clips that I've seen, I didn't even watch the movie. They basically ruined everything. And then everyone was white. Oh, yeah. Everyone was white. Right. Everyone yeah, I heard that. That's terrible. Yeah. Well, they they're, remaking it, everything. they're remaking it for Netflix at the moment. And apparently um, they're using uh, like a... I think they're using like a profit ethic cast and they're using like a diverse cast of people, which is kind of cool. Yeah, no, they are. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I'm really excited because the original creators of the um, anime, uh, they're the creators of the new live action show. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, if yeah. You've ever been, well, yes. yeah, because they that's the whole reason why it was bad was because M. Night Shyamalan was like, oh, uh, I really like this. We should do something with it. Yeah, and so the show credits were like, no idea. nah, bro, we ain't doing that. No, because they did everything. Like, I still, I think about Uncle Iroh, like, daily. But, what would Uncle Iroh uh, do? I, I, I don't know if it's going to work as a TV show, like a live action TV show, just purely because I feel like a lot of the stuff, they could do a lot of stuff in a cartoon or an animation or an anime that mm-hmm. they can't do it in live action. Maybe they can now because the visual effects have caught up to it. Maybe they can do, like... Some of yeah. the stuff that would only be possible in an anime before. Yeah. You know? No, I think I agree with you. I think that's actually part of the reason why M. Night Shyamalan had trouble, trouble as well was because. So visual effects I, heavy. Yeah. And yeah. also like so not just visual effects, but also like choreography mm. and like you need everything to be perfect because this, the cinematography of like an anime, like the way that a scene is structured is going to be really hard. You're right to capture in like a live action way. Yeah. And um, also, also, you know, the great thing about last airbender is like, it's a huge bit of character development that's told over like, like, is it how many episodes are in a season? 24. It's like 60 episodes. 
Yeah, something close to that. Yeah. 70 episodes. Um, yeah, so like to trying to put that into an hour and a half film is just never going to work. No, but hopefully a series <clears throat> will be unreal. Insane in the membrane. In the membrane. I am pumped. How did we get on this topic? I don't know, <laughs> but why don't we move on to our next segment? What's, what do you want Wait, to talk about? Wait, do we want to, do we need to like close off the, the accusations we're making against pangolins? Like, did we no, need to so I, I think that the, at all? The pangolin thing apparently is like, that's not, that's not a conspiracy. That's like pretty accurate. It's, it's highly likely that pang, it came from pangolins because they've done some experiments, here, but the conspiracy yeah. is that it came from a lab uh, in China because they were testing on animals and then an animal escaped and then it just kind of spread. Here's my thought. Here's my thought. And I, I'm not going to say where I got this thought, but this is just a thought. Okay. If you're experimenting on a pangolin and it is an endangered animal and it's one that is valued very highly for a traditional medicine mm-hmm. and you knew you could get maybe a couple hundred bucks, a couple thousand bucks for it, you're working in a lab nine to five. And they're getting rid of one of the animals. Would you go out and kill it like you probably were supposed to? Or would you send it off and get some money for it? I don't know. All I'm saying is I feel like this is something that was spread because someone was selling. You know what's just occurred to me? What? We're in the Rise of the Planet of the Apes timeline. (laughs) Because this is what happens in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Is it going to be the pangolins? It's the fucking pangolins. Is it the Rise of the Planet of the Pangolins? It's, it's, it's Which the, is actually better anyway. It's just Rise of the Pangolins. I think it's more bold just Rise like that. Rise of the Pangolins. You know what? They're dope. Because this is what happened in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, right? An yeah, ape got so. the virus. Ape escaped. Yeah. Started yeah. going around. Then we had ape shit. super apes. Now we're going to have pangolins. Massive pangolins flying around doing stuff. I just want to see Andy Circus be a pangolin now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be great. That'd be pretty dope. Him as a pangolin. I want to do the voice for a pangolin, like an old wise pangolin. Like, hello, master. Is that what a pangolin sounds like? Something like like that. Yeah. Hello, master. Are you a pangolin? Yeah. I'm a wise pangolin. I could have like, like a little, like, um, like one of those little like beards that like like a really long beard like spindly beard that goes round. I'm Whoa. I'm sh- I'm doing it with my hands to show Arden what I mean right now. Is it a Fu Manchu? Like kind of like a Fu Manchu. Yeah, something like that. Like you're a, uh, an ancient, warrior. an ancient pangolin, if you will. Whoa! All right. Okay, so good to know that we have new We've IP to to go off of for the pangolins. Rise of the Pangolins. Rise of the be worried. Pangolins. Um, okay. What are we talking about next? You've got another thing to talk about. What is it? Yeah, I do have another thing to talk about. I guess if you want to. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. So this is um, something that is also about animals, but it's a little lighter. It's a little more fun. And we'd love your opinion on it. You know what I mean? Like, just uh, leave us a little comment. Leave us a little tweet. Uh, because this segment is Critters. That's me being a critter. Woof, um, woof. Meow. Oh, oh, oh. 
Because, you know, critters only consist of cats and dogs. So, yes. Um, um, could you also do one more time? Uh, sorry, I just need this for I can do a I move. Just need this clean. Ooh. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Can I just get that clean? Can I get one um, donkey clean? How, what does a donkey do? Nay. <laughs> Is that a donkey? Are those all supposed to be donkeys? Yeah. I would have accepted. Oh, uh, yeah, it. that's what donkeys do. That's what I would have accepted. You didn't, and you didn't do, you did none of that. I think I did my own realistic take on a donkey because donkeys don't actually sound like that. You said no. I went no. no. <laughs> Which is like a horse, but you know, like, you know, I was close. So remind me to not book you for any more Foley work. Okay. Um, um, Okay, what are we dog talking about, Arden? Dog, I'm telling you what we're talking about. Dog in wheelchair and fat cat on diet among pets trying out to be the new Cadbury bunny. Wow. For those of you who don't know, Cadbury's the chocolate brand in the UK, which makes the best chocolate in the world. Um, True. Make these like That's Easter Easter chocolate bunnies. Um, and they've been like a staple in UK society for a very long time. But apparently, UK society. I love it. It's like a pillar of society. Oh, absolutely. Like the, the, <laughs> but now, the chocolate eggs are what are holding the the gooey caramel center is holding the city together. Hundred um, percent. Okay. So now, what they're like trying out different animals to be to be the animal. Le bun bun. Yeah. No, they are. So this is from People Magazine, by the way. Um. So you know, great, <laughs> very reputable source, and also very uh hard-hitting source um <laughs> but um basically cadbury the beloved maker of the egg-shaped chocolate confections is branching out from bunnies um so it looks like they're trying to replace their famous floppy-eared mascot with a new animal which is cute and they put out a casting call to all pets across the united states united states states <laughs> which is funny though because why wouldn't they do this in the uk do they just assume there are more groomed pets in the u.s the question i have uh-huh is do you think they're doing this because there's too many bunny chocolate related things oh i see they're trying to corner the market on like they're a trying dog to chocolate like thing establish something else maybe or maybe they're just trying to raise that hype for easter season that's true i don't know but this is what I love, though. Like, listen to this. <laughs> listen to this quote um, from Ethan Mandeloff of the Cadbury brand team. The quantity and quality of entries for the Cadbury bunny tryouts this year just blew us away. <laughs> now the excitement builds as we let the fans for the first time ever vote to help select the next Cadbury bunny for our 2020 commercial. Wow. Okay, so we need your help, guys. We got some people that just need, you know, need some votes. Um, what? Are, wait, are there animals like up on the website that you can pick from? Yeah. Yeah. What are the main There's, ones? Are there any winners? So, so here are some bunny tryouts finalists. Like I'm going to, I'm going to screenshot a picture of this. And if you want to go see it, you can go onto our Twitter, which is COMC podcast at COMC podcast. Right. Yeah. On Twitter. Yep. Um, if you want to go check that out, um, there's Consuela, who is a llama. <gasps> yep. There's Dilly Bar Dabbler, who is a duck. A duck cute. would be very cute. A duck. I think a duck is like a very, very good. And very I feel like one. it's kind of British, a duck. It is. In a weird British. way. 
Like, I feel yeah. like, yeah, it kind of works. Sweet. And then there's a duck song, who is a pig, who's also very cute. That would, be, would cute. be cute. I don't think um, that really fits, though. You don't think a pig fits with Easter? No. Yeah. I don't know. I How does like it fit with Easter? Animal. I don't know. All farm all animals, really, honestly, you could, well, other than like reptiles, <laughs> it's just like a mammal holiday. It's not like a reptile it's holiday. Like, it's hard to like work out what it, what it is other than well, a bunny. Yeah, like if you had like a chocolate chicken, that would be really weird. But then if you think about it, like you do uh, peeps, peeps are little ducks, right? But they're cute little chicks. Yeah, I guess they're chicks. If you had a ch- chocolate chicken, it would be really fucking odd. But if you had a chocolate chick... No, chicks are cute. Well, you know what it is? Springtime is when all of the babies are born on farms. So like a lamb, chick, little chicks, a chocolate lamb, a baby, a baby calf. I don't think a chocolate lamb is that weird. Yeah. I don't think a chocolate lamb is that weird. I think it's odd. Okay. Well, can I tell you two more people that are a part of this list? Tell me. Because it's pretty cute. Um, Lieutenant Dan, who's... A really sweet beagle who's missing both of his back legs. I like that. I like the beagle. Very sweet. And then there's a cat named Lunchbox. 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 And she's so overweight that she has to do water therapy. So what I'm getting is, is not only do they want like, like a new animal, they want like a character. They want like a- 1,000%. Like, yeah. Following they, this animal. Yeah. They're following this animal around the world for sure. That's so funny. It's pretty cute though, because the, so the person who I guess owns the animal (laughs) that's going to be selected in the Cadbury clucking bunny commercial Mm -hmm. uh, is going to get five grand. But then the company is also donating uh, $10,000 to the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. In the winner's name, which is pretty cute. That's cool they're doing that. It reminds me of the, uh, like, do you remember Lacoste came out of those endangered animals t-shirts? Yeah, I think that's cool. For those of you who I don't, I was going to say, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's, you know, the Lacoste crocodile, which is like embroidered on all the polo shirts. They like swept, swapped out, I think it was last year, they swapped out the crocodile for like a bunch of different uh, small endangered animals. So it's a really cool idea, actually. And some of them, like it. Yeah, they look really great. And I think, yeah. Did all the, was it all the proceeds from those t-shirts? Like, did they go to I think the- so. I think it's like raising awareness, it was like to raise awareness, just of like the smaller endangered animals you probably wouldn't know about. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> totally. Um, so yeah, that was cool. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's cute. Obviously, I think like $10,000 is amazing for the ASPCA, but Cadbury's is making <laughs> billions every year. They could afford to like- do something else. That's probably. true. That's true. They probably could. Um, but you know, it's easy to pick on people. I'm glad they're doing something. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, babe. Oh, lunchbox the cat, along with taking hours of acting classes. The pudgy pussy cat is also working on slimming down from 23 pounds to a healthier weight. Oh my gosh. He's 23 pounds. Lunchbox is a really cute oh. name for a cat. Lunchbox. Oh, that's too much. That's way too much. It's so good. So anyways, if you'd like to see pictures of that, check out our Twitter. 
it is worth uh, seeing because you should just see this. You just should. Um, and maybe go vote on either Lunchbox or I think Lieutenant Dan's very sweet, too. He learned how to walk on his front legs at nine weeks old. Oh. Yeah. All right. Sweet well, babe. moving on to our final segment, which is... Go science. Um, Let's go to the science place. This was something I picked up on, which uh, is actually really interesting. Uh, For those of you that stay in Airbnbs around the world, like most Mm -hmm. young millennials do, um, Airbnb are trying to enforce a new. uh, Make sure I get this right. They're trying to enforce a new policy into all their Airbnbs which is um, they want the host to buy party prevention devices. Now, you might ask, what is a party prevention device? (laughs) Also, where are you getting this information from? What article is this? So I'm getting uh, this information from, let me me have a look, Um, Futurism, the website Futurism. Dope. Um, So obviously, you know when you're going to stay in an Airbnb, the problem is, is you can't have any parties, all right? You can't rage. That's, you know what? Anytime I'm at an Airbnb, that's the number one issue I have. Is that <laughs> You're I always trying to rage. Fucking down. I'm always trying to rage, and no one seems to want to fucking rage with me in my bedroom in, in Dumbo. I don't so, get it. Although we don't rage at our Airbnbs, I'm sure people do hire our Airbnbs to do some raging. And so, that's actually a good point. If I wanted to have a party, yeah, you get an Airbnb. Not a bad point. No way, Will. That's actually genius. You could have a party. Sorry, I'm derailing, but you could have a party. Like you pay like $130 for the night, have a party, and then just leave and you don't have to clean it up. You pay for the cleaning service. Then yeah. I mean, this, I, think that, I think that's why this article came out because I'm sure a lot of people do that. Oh my God. But Airbnb are sick idea. of it. The host is sick of it. <laughs> so much so that they're trying to add these party prevention devices. So, what a party de- prevention device is, and it sounds like a robot. Um, can it's I a, guess? Yeah, yeah. Do you mean to guess? Go ahead. Okay. I'm just thinking, let's add a little, let's add a little mystery. Yeah, what do you think a party prevention device is? And I tell you okay. what, start off outrageous and okay. then give me a more realistic version. Okay. Well, I mean, the most outrageous version of it would be that they <laughs> hire an independent actor to put a wet blanket on all of the parties in the area. So right. like they come by and they're like, wow, it's really cold in here and there's no liquor left. Like, <laughs> what's... What's yeah. going on? I'm kind of tired. Did you guys have a long day at work and I have today? People I'm have the so coroner tired. Yeah, and also that guy over there, he keeps coughing, and I don't know what the deal is, but I wouldn't let him on an airplane. See that? Soon. That could work. So that's my that's now, my outrageous What's, what's party. the realistic version of that? Okay, the the realistic one is one that I'm going to take from public transport, especially in Japan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they're like colors and sounds that can make people not want to gather so like a high-pitched noise that you could have going at all times that would not make people want to be in that area that's a very good idea as well which actually you're not far away from it so it's i a, figured there was gonna be something this, like that, it needs of, to be discreet enough kind of something like that so the smoke detector resembling sensors by smart home companies a minute Noise aware and room monitor can detect changes in the noise level, temperature, and even humidity, and they frequently cost a hundred dollars or more. 
So the idea okay, is, wait, wait. So sorry, sorry. When you were saying that, it looks like a fire alarm. Yeah. So it's a smoke. It looks like a smoke detector. So oh, okay. you plug it in. I think it's as simple as just plug it into an outlet and you install it. And what it does is it like makes, I guess, the host or the owner aware when there are mm-hmm. changes in noise level, temperature, or humidity. <laughs> so if, for example, I guess like there are like like you have like thirty people over. And the noise level just keeps getting louder and louder. And like there's music playing and everyone's going crazy. They'll get a notification because the noise level spiked. And they'll be like, there's a party going on at my crib. I'm going to shut it down. There's a party going on at my crib. Oh, my God. But even temperature and humidity, which is kind of annoying. Like you can be you could be really quiet and have like a quiet party. But if there's so many people packed in the room, it will sense that it's hot in there. And it will sense that there are people in there and it will tell you as well. So you, yep. you can't really get away with that. Oh, my gosh. So are they saying that they're rolling these out or is it are they saying that Airbnb is asking people to in, like it's encouraging hosts to buy party prevention devices in an attempt to stop parties that could get out of hand? I would think it would probably be a case of like hosts maybe complaining about it. And then being like, this is the solution. You can go and do this. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I was thinking about that. Like we go back and forth from London all the time. And if we end up actually living in one country or the other, I mean, you know, there's nothing stopping us from potentially Airbnb being one of our places out. You know what I mean? No. And living. also, uh, uh, well, apparently here, apparently it's, this is one of the reasons why they're doing it um, in December. uh Airbnb decided to crack down on parties after a Halloween shooting at a San Francisco suburb claimed the lives of five people. It was an Airbnb party? Yeah. In San Francisco? Yeah. And there was a shooter? Yeah. There was there was a shooting at an Airbnb that claimed the life of five people, apparently, in December. Oh my God. I didn't even hear about that. So apparently, I mean, I I guess when it comes to something like that, they need to like take precautions and try and work out a solution to it. I mean, the problem is, though, like that's going to happen regardless if you like have a party or not. Like it's that could happen. It probably got really out of hand. I think I think maybe from from what I've gathered, like it doesn't seem like they're against like having like a gathering of people, even though a lot of hosts don't like that. But some I guess some do. What they're worried about is it like turning into like a project x ridiculous like crazy party (laughs) which just trashes the house you know what i mean yeah we're usually we're obviously we're very polite airbnb users we we don't make a huge mess and like the places that we have stayed like we were in italy a couple months ago Mm -hmm. um and even then the, the person who was cleaning up the house were the owners like they were a young couple that yeah. had decided to like put a property they had on the market and they were cleaning up after themselves yeah. and after yeah. us. So we made sure to be really, really clean, but I can't imagine doing that and then having someone come over and just completely trash your place. Yeah. That so, would suck. That would suck. Yeah. I can understand why they would be careful about this, but then also I guess depending on if it's a house or like a, an apartment, like, oh my God, if someone tried to throw a party in my apartment in Venice, California, <laughs> the entire neighborhood would call the police on me. Yeah. Like the entire, the, like the homeless person that lives down the street would call the police on me. Yeah. Like it is, it is so. There's no way they would, they, yeah, anyone would get away no. with that. Our dog, like one of the dogs that like lives next to us barks and the downstairs neighbor calls the, like. <laughs> the police so i don't know what like i don't know who isn't hearing these parties that's crazy yeah i don't know it's interesting i guess maybe also like 
this is if you are someone who rents stuff on Airbnb or if you're a person who is going to be staying in Airbnbs, maybe this is also technology that like if you do have people over and it does get out of hand, you have all of that data for like when all of that happened. Mm-hmm. Like if you're mm-hmm. an Airbnb owner, you can be like they had this crazy party and they won't fess up to it. And I have all this evidence and I took right. pictures. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like yes. it could be something to help out people who are airbnb stuff. Yes, yes. But also it's just one more way for like, like the man to get all up in our shit. I know, you know bro. I mean? Just it's let like, me party. I want to get crunk. I want to get I wanna down. I want to get crunk. I want to get crunk. And no one's letting me get crunk anymore. It's pretty rude. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rude how people won't let me get crunk anymore. Tell them, Will. Yeah. I'm going to get that tattoo in the back of my neck. People won't let me get crunk anymore. Yeah. Or just get crunked. Get crunked. Yeah. ED. Get crunked. Get crunked. Yeah. Wow. What a beautiful way to end this podcast. Yeah. Thank thank you guys for listening to this wonderful podcast. Um, (laughs) Remember this week, you should get crunked. Just remember to get crunked this week. If you can make it happen for yourself, get crunked. Um, yeah. Send us, I'm going to post those pictures on our Twitter, but uh, reply and tell me which of the animals that you would vote for. Because personally I'm in the lunchbox slash Lieutenant Dan um, camp. Although Consuela, Consuela is very, very oh, cute. And so bit is movie song. trivia for you. Ooh, okay. Hit me with it. What movie had the character Lieutenant Dan? Oh shit. Don't tell me, don't tell me. Okay. Is it Forrest Gump? No. It's Forrest Gump. <gasps> Shit! Damn, I know my movies. Lieutenant Dan. Don't you try to come for me and my movie knowledge. I, not even kidding, I completely, I, I uh, hail married that. I know, bro. But it usually works out. A classic is usually what people name people after. It's <gasps> usually how it goes. So I just needed it. It was either going to be... Uh, Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the only other one I thought maybe it could be Lieutenant Dan was Shawshank. But then Shawshank doesn't have any lieutenants in it. No, so you like, know what, though? I do understand that. I do yeah. I do get what you're getting at with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the right, obvious guys. answer. Well, yeah, anyway, whatever. thanks for listening to us ramble on for the last hour. Or Listen, this is important minutes. information. You, know you don't want to hear about the rise of the pangolins? Because I do. <laughs> This the is, rise I mean, of the I pangolins, the empire strikes back. <laughs> the pangolin strikes back. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If but you keep guys- safe out there. Be careful. Wear your face masks. Don't do anything too crazy. Don't kiss a pangolin or buy alternative medicines from anywhere online. Yeah. Don't do that. And yeah. if you guys have any uh, suggestions this week for things that we can talk about, we would love that. Please send them in on Twitter at Crash My Couch Podcast. Um, send anything you've got anything you find interesting anything you might find relevant or we might find relevant we can talk about uh, that would be great and yeah. until then we'll see you all next week indeed thank you guys so much for listening bye bye